Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. And uh, joining me today is Juliana. Say hi, Juliana. Hi, everyone. And uh, you're joining me even though you haven't read this book. No, I haven't. We kind of made this into a habit now that like I'll explain a book to you and why you should read it or in this case, why you shouldn't read it. Uh, no, not in this it, case. Oh, no, what? No, I, no, I just what thought the, you... Yeah. No, no, what was the book? It was Cytine was the book that I was like, don't read it. And also yes. The Calculating Stars, I was like, don't read it. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, as even though you didn't read those books, I reviewed them with you and told you not to read them, even though one I really liked and said don't read it, and the other one I really didn't like and said don't read it. This is a book that I really liked and I think people should read because I do, I think it's a, it's a good book. Cool, what is it? It's called uh, Rosewater by Tade Thompson, or Tade Thompson, or something like that. Now, I'm a bit confused about when this book came out because I, it's on the, it's on like the, be, the the Goodreads Choice Awards of Best Book of the Year, a Best Science Fiction Book of the Year. It, yeah. it, it was voted in at number oh something number something uh, like twelve or something like that. Um, uh, no, the fifth is the fifteenth top book rated of the year, science fiction book of the year, as voted for by Goodreads, Goodreads people. readers. Okay. Um, but then it does come. Literally, in 14th place is The Calculating Stars uh, by Mary Robinette Coel, which is one of my least favorite books of, uh, of uh, a long time. Anyway, Rosewater. It's um, interesting because on Goodreads it says it was published on the 18th of September in 2018. Yeah. Where did also, you get that other number it says, from? It says, first published, and in, in, then in brackets, first published November 15th, 2016. So I'm thinking it might have been, um, you know, published, like maybe self-published or something. And then, But here it's Literary Awards, Memorial Award for Best Science Fiction Novel, uh, John W. Campbell for 2017. Um, so uh, yeah, so there's it's. I'm not quite Interesting. sure. I thought this was a recent book, but obviously it is a recent book, but not quite sure about the maybe recent, officially published. Yeah, in official uh, publication stuff. So this is a science fiction book. Uh, what are you searching for there? The author. Oh, the author Tade Thompson. He's a Goodreads author, um, <laughs> who I guess is uh, from Nigeria. Actually, I don't know anything about him. Maybe I should click on his uh, in his thing here as well. So it's a book that's set in Nigeria. And um, a British-born African psychologist. Okay, well, good. I guess, uh, but obviously, some have has some Nigerian uh, heritage or something like that. Anyway, it feels it feels like a. Uh, and actually, the um, I should actually look at the uh, the I audible. I can actually read it here. Thompson was born right. in London yeah. to Yoruba parents and grew up in Nigeria. Oh, he grew up in Nigeria. See, so oh, well, there you go. Um, and the the <laughs> let me just say the audiobook narration is really good. Um, it's uh, let me have a look of, of, of who the um, uh, the narrated by uh, Bayo uh, Gabandamozi or something like that. Uh, Bayo GB. How do you pronounce something if your name starts with GB? Gabadamozi. Gabadamozi. Oh, that's good. Anyway, not a very long audiobook, like 14, uh, 13, 14 hours, and the narration is really good because this is obviously someone you can. His English accent is really good, uh, so he's probably British. But then his Nigerian, Nigerian. accent and different it, places and those kind of things, and then there's okay. an American turns up, and I'm like, oh, this is actually they've got like a good actor there, obviously of again, so maybe someone else of Nigerian descent or lived there or has family from there and can do some really good accents. So I was, That's I was good. very impressed. Uh, I mean, that is from my like, I don't really know a good Nigerian accent. Like, it's anyway. your British. Uh, What's that? It's your British uh, expectation of how you'd think that uh, a Nigerian accent should can would sound like. Yeah, I mean, but there's lots of there's lots of Nigerian culture. You know, they have some of them. You know, Nigeria has uh, Nollywood. Do you do you know Nollywood? 
You've yeah, got Hollywood so, yeah, and then Bollywood that, and Nolly, uh, Nollywood. On YouTube, a, a video about these. Yeah. Like, it's this really impressively uh, low, low, low budget uh, film stuff that they do. With yeah. Really cool films. Yeah, there, there's some good stuff there. Like I, I, I've seen some of it, but yeah, it is just sort of like how many, how many movies can we put out? And they, they all come out on, uh, I think, on CD and DVD and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they get distributed by like going around, around on buses shops, or yeah. something. Like, it's anyway, some really fun stuff there. Anyway, so <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that there's lots of, lots of, and also you know, there's, there's some other, um, like the what's, what was the author who wrote Binti and those other books as well. Um, yeah, I recently she, read it. Yeah, uh, she um, had. I think she's st some of her stuff is like um, Nedi Okorafor. Yeah. Um, I think some of her <laughs> books are, are based like in Nigeria, Sudan, that kind of area. Uh, yeah, Nedi Okorafor is a Nigerian American author. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this is Nigeria is I guess kind of like there's interesting stuff going on there with science fiction and fantasy books based in that area. Cool. And I'm all up for it because it's so good to read a science fiction book, which isn't like, and then London, yeah. uh, and then New York. And I'm like, oh man, there's yeah. no, no, I don't, not really and getting it. And the aliens this. always land in America. Here's the thing, in this book, they land in... <gasps> Nigeria? No, London. Oh. But uh, later on go to Nigeria. So okay. here's the thing, this book is uh, it's got a, a backwards-forwards um, structure, so okay. you, you get some stuff now, and it's really, really good that, um, it, uh, well, put it this way, when you're reading a book, a date will be at the start of a chapter, sort of like, yeah. and this is sort of like 2066, yeah. and then they'll say another thing, and then you'll just hear another number, and you can't remember the previous number, and you're not quite sure, like, oh, was that earlier or later than the yeah. other one? You know, it gets a bit confusing. I guess if you read a book, you can actually yeah, look you can back, just and back and stuff. And you yeah. can't do that very easily in an audio book. Yeah. However, each chapter begins with a date, and then either now or before or then or something like that. Okay. It says, you know, uh, t uh, uh, 2066, now. And you're like, all oh, right, now we're at the current. Like, and right. you know, everything that's happening is now happening new to the to the, the uh, narrator. Well, not the narrator, like, but the, the viewpoint the character. character. Yeah. And then it would say sort of like uh, 2052, then. And I'm like, great, then. That then. means in the past. past. And, it's, and it's so, it's just, a t it's just one word. And I'm like, all narration should uh, do this. Like all yeah. the audiobook narrators should just insert it to sort of like, oh yeah, backstory now. And you're like, yeah. great. So it flashes between um, a, an, an established city called Rosewater. Okay. Which surrounds an alien infestation. A biome, a okay. dome, a big dome, which I'll explain in a second. And also, it flashes back to what the situation was, how that, that, how, that it how, it, how it happened, and why it's there, and okay. why this city, this new city exists. Okay. All right, so that's. And, and that new city is in. Nigeria. In Nigeria. Yeah, okay. like near Lagos, like two, two hours' drive outside of Lagos or something okay. like that. Um, so, here's the cool thing that I really like about this book is that it really blends science fiction and fantasy ideas in a way which is really satisfying. Okay. What happens is that in 2012, a lump of alien matter falls into London. Right. Into Hyde Park in London. It just drops. It just drops there. And okay. apparently there'd been some of these lumps that have, have dropped into the earth before and like gone into the ground, but then hadn't been big enough to survive. Yeah. And what happens is 
this is all explained very early on in the book. What happens is that it, it lets off these spores and sp- puts this, uh, they call it like a, a mycelial network. Yeah, um, like of, a, what, a mushroomy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like mushroom spores, yeah. like but alien mushroom spores, yeah. which go around the whole world and it's just they're just in the air now. Like nobody, these particles. Nobody knows. No, people know. <laughs> oh, okay. People know, but it's really difficult to stop them. So if you, you can put some like antifungal cream on you to stop them Yeah, are they visible? No, it's invisible, Ooh. completely invisible. But what happens is that these latch on to people's nervous systems. And change them? Some of them a bit, but also it means that there's a few people who become sensitives. They're called sensitives. So they can feel other people's emotions and read other people's memories. And they have, uh, like, you know, they can see the self-images of other people. So one thing I really like is that, like, oh, my self-image is this. Like, I have, like, I look like this. And then other people's self-images, they're like, oh, they look like this person looks like a combination of a farmer and an accountant. Oh, and it turns out like his father wasn't, you know, his father right. was a farmer, his mother wasn't, you know, that kind of stuff. And they are what they what their upbringing was. They're sort of like in these different layers of of their self perceptions yeah. over the tops of themselves. I really like this idea because we know that these um, fungal networks are yeah. actually living in the forest and they yeah. communicate one from one to the other, right? Yeah. Um, so this is this is really clever because it, it's in in people's heads and then because it is all over the place, it yeah. kind of communicates like that. Also, reminded me a bit with the mycelial network of this uh, Star Trek episodes. You know, this, this latest one, they have the, uh, uh, the, the way that they float around the universe with the, oh, with yeah, the with that... water bear, the tardigrade, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tardigrade and, and, or whatever and it is. And that whole, like, uh, yeah. the, how do they call the... They call it the mycelial network, I think is what they call it. Like this... Uh, yeah, and the spore drive. The spore drive. Yeah, so the it's the same kind drive. of thing. Yeah, like, you know, idea, connections yeah. around. Um, so uh, that also allows for other crazy stuff to happen, yeah. which is very much along, like, fantasy trope. You know, the tropes that you get in fantasy. Oh, this person can read minds. This mm. person can find things. And the main character, um, whose name is Caro, um, is a finder. So he can, anything that's lost, he can find it by, uh, well, not anything that's lost. If something has been left somewhere yeah. by somebody, yeah. he can like track through their memories or track through yeah. their thoughts to find uh, something that's been left or lost or anything like that. Maybe these aliens are already here because, you know, I am also that person. You're very good at finding things. I'm very good because I think back, okay, where did you go last? Yeah. What did you do? What could it be? Where could it be? Where did I see it last? Or like this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I can totally relate to this. Yep. And, That's funny. Uh, so it is written out of his point of view, yeah, yeah, or yeah. is it a third person? No, no, it's it's a it's it's him. He's saying like, I did this, I okay. did that, I did this, I am this, you know, because it's so much about his thoughts and then him going into the thoughts of other people, right? And other people like re, like when he meets another sensitive, there's yeah. like a, a battle, you know, because Whoa. he well not battle, but like they set he, they set it up as though like I uh, like I have to protect my thoughts, and they work for a bank to protect the uh, secrets of what's going right. on from other sensitives okay. and then when they have the government handlers who when they when he works with the government the handlers have to uh, have to be they only do things over like Skype conversations um, or be in these airtight rooms and talk through glass and stuff right. like that and he's like oh they thought they were in an airtight room but they weren't quite in an airtight room so I could still <laughs> read what they want me to do okay that's um, funny 
So he is recruit. So it, you know, his, some bits of his backstory, how he discovers. The, oh, like I say, that that the the alien um, dropped uh, onto, which is called Wormwood, I think it's called. Um, it dropped into London in two thousand twelve. Yeah. And then, um, and then it's, uh, and then, the, the, but all the story takes place in like, you know, part of the backstory takes place in like two thousand and fifty, and then two thousand sixty six or whatever. So there's okay. a there's a big stretch, and yeah. the world has got used to uh, this uh, this new way that the world works. Yeah. And it's one of those things where they're like, oh, you know, psychics used to be a, a joke. Psychics didn't used to happen like be yeah. real, but now they are. And I really like the idea of then being magic, even though it's like. It's like science fictional magic, but yeah. the, the, there's a lot of tropes of this, you know, and uh, uh, of the, the, a lot of the fantasy tropes. But it's all based on this like idea yeah. that this the aliens have already like, here. Having read the Binti books, yeah, this sounds very much rooted in Nigerian um, culture in the sense of that they have all these um, um, ideas of uh, the. I don't know the words like you have these people who are these um, yeah like the witch doctors yeah these kind of things yeah. like they it's very much rooted in their culture I think to have yeah. these people and then uh, that actually seemed to become just uh, a fact yeah uh, and that's what you get from fun. the Nedia Korofor books that yeah. I've read as well you're like oh right there's there's obviously some like Nigerian yeah. uh, idea cultural idea yeah. of what fantasy is which these books are playing into and some people are just by default like these people like yeah. even in real life like in, yeah. in in their in their culture you have these uh, these healing people and these seeing people mm. and like people who just know uh things yeah you know yeah yeah but in this case they're the sensitives now there are some other things which come up in the book which i don't think need to be spoiled but there's some really great other 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 superpowers well not even superpowers okay. but other uh, other ideas which come along which are built which are built into kind of spirituality okay and other things like that what now comes immediately to my mind is is it uh, you know it sounds a little bit like um the uh, x-men series where you have then suddenly you have the uh, yeah the mutants, the mutants are, and is there like a, a a thing going on between are there humans who are not affected yeah most yeah most humans aren't affected oh, right. it's very few people are sensitive and then okay. like I say in in this case that in Nigeria they work for um, they work for uh, the government or work for banks and stuff mm. like that and you have to register yourself as a sensitive you can't be okay like, but they're not persecuted okay in any so way. there's not like it's, okay, I, it's not it's them. not like oh this is a stand-in for racism like x-men is are oh, this yeah. is a standing in for this no it isn't it's very okay, much like cool. no these are people and now they've got new jobs and it's just the way the world works this is it's kind of moved new on. jobs just appear other cool things about this the backstory or like the setting of this book it's this is a very interesting because like it always takes a little bit there's a little bit of a, a a, a, a dragging behind of science fiction or you know or books that you read with today's events and at one point they say oh uh, america cut itself off from the rest of the world <laughs> they're like no this is it we're out we're isolating ourselves okay. <laughs> and it's got and it's a and they, they call it a, a trumpian maneuver or a trumpian re reaction or something like that <laughs> and right. also it says like oh yeah and in the uk they could have been at the leading forefront of this but because they did brexit and shit like that they're all so like brexit struggling. Happened. yeah in this, this is book, a book where brexit this is, happened this is oh the book my God. this is the book this where america crazy. cuts itself off 
and Trump, there's Trumpian words. Again, I'm not sure how much of this, because this was written in 2016, so it was obviously yeah. very fresh in the mind, and I think it's been updated. But like, how did they know it was, Brexit was... Oh, yeah, Brexit was just happening. Yeah, it was happening then, and Trump was elected yeah. in 2016. And so yeah. if this book, it says first published in 2016, I think this is this is probably why I, I realise it's been published more recently. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you can see, it's been p- published more recently because it's kind of caught up with the time. So there's a few little uh, shadows there. And America cutting itself off from the world is actually quite an interesting part of the, later on in the book too. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the, 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 what I like about this book, there's a series, um, there's a game called SimCity. Yeah. But forget that. There's actually a better game now called <laughs> Skyline, Cities Skyline. So it's, okay. And it's like... And it's like SimCity done better. Like, simulation of building a city. Simulation of building a city. Okay. And um, that's kind of what this book is. Not really what this book what? is. Well, here's the thing. I, I see people making... I, again, I never played the game, but as you know, I like watching YouTube <laughs> videos of other people playing computer games. So yeah. I've watched quite a few City Skylines uh, <laughs> videos. City Skylines? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And um, some people are just like, right, I'm going to make a city. Yeah. And so they just design a city and they lay out the roads and they lay out the hills and they lay out the buildings and then get it to work. And, you know, you can play a game like that. But one series that was really enjoying, uh, which I think is still ongoing, um, is that someone decided to make a city, but through time. So first they, they would make some, they have some land and then they're like, right, we're going to make this land as it's like made, not that like the computer game will give you a river, mm. but we'll, we'll make it like a, a river basin with the correct geography and mm. some bits and pieces. And then they're like, well, we're going to make like, I think it's sort of like uh, uh, Philadelphia or something like that. Oh, I think you showed me yeah, this, some of this. right? And he's, they start off and they're like, oh, right, here's some Native American tribes. And this is the kind of places that they would have their yeah. stuff. And, stuff like that. and now let's have the settlers move in. And they built, and he made it during an episode just building some wooden fort and some yeah. things like that. And then upgraded it to some towns and yeah. then some logging. And then, oh, and now it's a, a stone fort. And now it's yeah. like a Civil War era kind of thing. We're putting railways in and roads in. And as he goes in, he's like replacing some buildings with other buildings. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, that's actually really interesting because it's through time. Like, cities don't just arrive as a a town. So what happens in this book is that this alien thing turns up and we find out with one of the story threads all the way through. So so, uh, part of the book is 10 years ago. Yeah. And we find out how this alien turned up and what's going on there. And then what happens is that we skip forward all those different parts of it throughout the book where we see the development of a city building up around this um, alien biome. It's like this dome that's up, like like covered and with the, has like lightning coming off of it and lights coming off of it and right. spores coming off of it and stuff like that. But it's not humans that have put the dome over No, no, the no, thing. no, no. It's an alien. Oh, it's right. like a, so it's an actually alien. aliens as well. Well, they're not aliens. It's like alien uh, alien DNA and alien. It's like a, a mass. It's like. But a, there's still the spores. There's spores and there's the inside the dome. Oh, right. Some humans are inside the dome. Oh, because uh, it's got possible. Trapped? No, no, they again. We you can find out what happened to them throughout the yeah. book. So they call the city um, a donut. They, they call it the donut city or the ring because city. It's like right. yeah, because yeah. this dome is like you know kilometers across. I can't remember. Yeah. They say at some point in the book that it's like fifteen kilometers across or something yeah. like this big dome. It's it's massive, and then a city grows up around the outside of mm. it. And at one point they're like, oh yeah, it, there was no there was no sewers, it was just tracks and stuff mm. like that. And that's why it's called Rosewater because it's an ironic name for a place which really stank because there was no oh. sanitation. Oh, and so I you thought get... it's like 
roses. Yeah, like, no, it's, know, no, it's rose. not like you need rose water to oh. stop it smelling so much. That you know, so that's where it comes from. So this the right. city is called rose water. Um, and it's sort of just a, a ring around it and there's lots of things that are like oh there was nothing and we had to put in roads and we had to put in stuff I mean it's only a minor part of the book but it, the, the world building in this book is so great because it really feels lived like in it feels building. built yeah. it feels built it feels yeah. like it's evolved over time okay. and there's sort of like oh yeah and there was some crime and this crime family set up here and then they split into two and yeah. there was this you know one took one took one uh, you know one brother took one side of the yeah. place and the, but I was working for the brother on the other side of the city <laughs> and then we, they, they put a tram all the around it so they have like this circular tram going around the outside like and they the, build the, the up ring barn. yeah the ring barn around the outside <laughs> um now the the reason for this which is one of the, my favorite parts of it, or one of the in, really interesting like science fictional ideas that they have here is that once per year the dome opens mm -hmm. and if you're injured or ill or anything like that and stand in front of this opening once per year you are healed Ooh. The parts of your body that are, 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 have died. So it becomes like a pilgrimage place? It's a pilgrimage place. So what's happening is that thousands every year, like hundreds of thousands of people are turning up and the city just couldn't cope with it. So oh, they're right. like, fuck, we've got to get this city sorted out. We've yeah. got to get this city sorted out. And again, this is all this stuff is like, you know, it's explained throughout the book, but yeah. it's, it's set out at the very start of the book that people go there and they are... Uh, oh, also, if there's dead people around, they're reanimated as well. Whoa. But they don't have their minds, so they're, they're human, so they're, but they're kind of zombie-like, but not dangerous zombies, but like, oh, fuck, we've got to deal with these things. So they're talking about, like, oh, when we bury people now, uh, well, first of all, they have to be cremated, or we have to bury them and then, like, put cement down, or, uh, like, have a, a, a cement coffin, because people start fighting their way out and things like that oh, of, the, of the graves and stuff like that. So all of this, all the stuff that I love about science fiction where you just go, oh, what would happen if... And it's just, just the world building it's is thought, great. It's thought through. It's thought, it's thought through. And all of, all of these things inform everything about the story. Like yeah. the idea that you're going to get thousands of pilgrims turning up somewhere every year yeah. once the word spreads and everyone wants to be there to be healed. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, it, like that's going to have city planning impacts. Of you know, course. It's, that, like, it's like the Hajj where yeah. to... Uh, What's what's it um, in Mecca? Mecca, yeah. Where now you have this whole like uh, hotel. Yeah, the the biggest uh, hotel in the tall, one of the yeah. tallest buildings in the world. Yeah, it's, it's like now... six hundred meters high with the world's <laughs> largest clock on the top of it, and it's yeah, and that's the thing here. But of course, the dome is like big and you know kilometers across, yeah. so it still still dominates it. But Rosewater is this ring city mm. around the outside of it, which has influxes of you know every year thousands of people turn up mm. and uh, churn up the roads they, and stuff like they... that disappearing again are they leaving again they well they get they get better and then lots of them leave but of course a lot of them stay yeah. and there's the things like oh yeah everyone's coming here and the government is you know charging a fee or the nigerian government charges a fee for everyone who comes into the country to be healed at this time um but we're not getting that like that's going to lagos that's uh you know they anyway so there's some fun stuff there uh, is it with that like language wise is it language wise well written like yeah, it's a is good it book. Like, it's a well-written book. You just read it and don't, don't, you don't feel like you stumble across the. No, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's very, it's very well written. Very well cool. written. Um, so yeah, that's the whole setup of the book. Now the the story follows. Oh, also what I was saying before, what some people would try and be clever with the uh, with the um, with the because you'll get healed for anything. So mm. at the start, they're like, oh, we went out to watch the parade of the people who were healed, mm. and then the people who were healed in wrong ways. Um, you can be healed in wrong yeah, ways. Yeah, because the, the alien doesn't know what you're meant to look like. 
So at oh. one point there was like, oh, there was just like some a head and then just like a massive limbs because he had some cancer or something that was healed, but it didn't, you know, it didn't get the blueprint right. Another person, uh, another person was like, oh, if I get some, if I put some cuts on my back. Uh, and then put some wings, like hawk wings, next to it, like uh, attach it there. When I get healed, I'll have wings, and it works because the alien is just like, "All oh, right, wings. Okay, you're a human with wings now." You know. So, uh, and there's there's lots of people. And one person was like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to be able to have two penises, and then I'm going to be a sex worker with two penises." And he says that that is like, "Oh, I thought I'd be able to charge everybody twice as much." But it turns out I can't charge everyone twice as much. Like I just, people are just repulsed by my two penises, and now I can't, you know, can't now I don't, I can't work at all, you uh. know. So there is all the time like these weird body modification, body horror kind of moments in the book. And um, Karu, who is our main character, he read them. He can read people's minds, and so he's getting like the insights and right. like, what this what this has really done to these people. So uh, so yeah, and that's the book. This sounds like. Um... I was immediately thinking, ah, movie. <laughs> um, but then I was thinking um, the same thoughts that I had when we talked about The Martian, because yeah. it is so much about somebody's uh, thoughts and inside a head and stuff, right? So Yes, however, I think this book, there is so much fun visual stuff going on in this in this book that this could yeah. be a TV series. I mean, this could yeah. be the basis of a TV series or a movie. But I think it works well as a book because it is so much about, you know, skipping between the time. That, that kind of loses its effect after a while because you suddenly go, all right, I've learned enough about the world that I can guess what's happening here in the background. Yeah. And some of the main story, like, oh, what's happening with the alien? What's, is it good or is it bad? Or is it, you know, he's giving these powers, but what's it taking in return? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. A lot of that stuff by the end of the book, I was just sort of like, yeah, actually, I've got enough of this. I kind of see what's going on. Yeah. And the, maybe the last two hours of the book are quite weak in that it's sort of like, and now to explain everything, I was like, ah, no, it would have been better if it hadn't been overly explained. Yeah. I mean, the explanation was good, but it was only what I was expecting. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, but I guess if you're not quite sure what you're expecting, it's Like it's a person good. like me, I'm pretty sure I well, wouldn't get it. maybe not. <laughs> anyway, so Karu uh, is a bit of a dick. Oh. Um, well, he's grown up with a superpower. And but you still like it? Like him? Yeah, because the author knows that Caro, the main character, yeah. is a dick. Like he's mm. called, he's called out on that. At one point, he sort of reads his own file, like someone's written like his government file, and sort of like, oh yeah, he's um, he's uh, he's not violent uh, at all. He can't stand violence, mm. um, so you can actually probably use that against him to control him and stuff. Um, but he is like super misogynistic, <laughs> and and the, and, the, and the character himself is like, hey, wait a second, <laughs> like. <laughs> And it's quite funny. You're like, yeah, he is. It's sort of like, all oh, right, this is sort of like, you know, his, his the way he's set up with his relationship with his mother and relationship mm. with people as he's mm. as he's gone through. He's sort of like, yeah, like if he he, he just used the fact that he can. Um, That's quite scary. Can, I mean, he, he can use the fact that he can read minds to sleep with women when he's younger, you know. And it's one of those things which is mentioned in the book, and you're like, "Wow, that's not very cool." But then, as his as himself as a character, he doesn't see it that way. I mean, he kind of does, but he's like, "Oh yeah, don't really have any close connections with people, whatever." Yeah, I mean, um, it is difficult. Like, if you get, if, yeah. if you then actually become an adult and you see what you're doing. Yeah, but maybe. it's funny to have other characters in the first person book reflecting on what the main character is acting like mm. <laughs> and you're like and you're like yeah i agree with you guys who are looking at this main character <laughs> with me so uh, mm. so yeah so a, an interesting character a little bit it, it's always quite difficult to write a good story about a character who is a bit um uh, who is a bit standoffish who doesn't want to be involved 
Yeah. Because you've got to then force them to be involved in some way. Yeah. And there was... And so circumstances some, are yeah, coming Yeah, circumstances in. are coming to them. It's like, no, you have to do this. Like, if you yeah. don't do this... And and one point of this, sort of, like, other sensitives are, are getting ill and some of them are dying and he isn't yet. And it's sort of like, well, you're next. Like, you've got to solve this, otherwise yeah. you might be next. And yeah. sort of like... So there's have, there's has to be constant things that are thrusting him into the action. Okay. Otherwise he wouldn't take part. He's yeah. like, no, I just get through like if he's if he's, he's in a situation like a, he's more like a spectator because he does get all the that's things, his job right his job is yeah. to spectate his yeah. job is to yeah, yeah. uh to see what's going on and, and to he, find he things got, he, he put himself very comfortably in that job so he's not like that's his job but that that's him yeah yeah well no that's the thing he doesn't even like his job and at some point oh. like, like he's asked to do this job like the whole a, a lot of the start of the story they're like all oh, right you've got to do this interrogation he's like nah i'm just not feeling it. i'm taking a day off to spend with my girlfriend <laughs> and you're just like really day? no no but i mean it's in a way like he, he doesn't want to torture people like mentally torture people mm. to get information which is probably but isn't that important job. but this is a job he does it and there's quite a few things where he's just like nah i'm not gonna do it and when he's in any bad situation he's just like I reckon I can just run away. Is that all right? You know, so he's, and, and a lot of the times he's not like, oh, you should, they keep saying, no, carry your gun because you, you like, these people try to kidnap you. These people try to kill you. And he's like, nah, I'm just not into the gun. At one point he fires the gun and then he's like, ah, and he just drops it. And he's um, like, you know what? I guess I really, you know, I wanted to drop that gun. <laughs> Me dropping the gun is now an excuse that I don't have to use the gun anymore. So it's weird to read a story about someone who is like super like, passive yeah, and super like, not he, he hands on. He has superpowers, but he's not a hero. Oh no, he he is super not heroic. Yeah. And even when it gets to the point where he's where he's reflecting on the backstory and we don't know what happens yet, it's sort of like he's reading through the file, it's sort of like, and then when this happened, he's like, I'm um, skipping, I don't need to read about that. And I'm like, oh, you could have just told me what happened. Because we, I knew I was going to find out because it's yeah. in the backstory cat in the backstory chapters, you know you're going to find out what happened. But he's sort of like, nah, don't want to think about that. Let's move on. Okay. And you're like, that's your main thing. That's the defining moment in your past. Everyone, that's why you're, that's why people know you, you know, yeah. because of that. And he's like, meh bit of a failure I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. anyway so are there any other characters in there that you like like that are likable um yeah like all the other characters well not even all the other characters the thing is it's a book which is sort of like it's like some mystery stuff there's a bit of detective stuff there's quite a lot of crime stuff in there are there women there are there are most yeah like he he uh the people that he work with like he's got a handler his government handler is actually a really good character i can't remember the name of her uh, and she's you know in the backstory she's sort of like newly promoted to her position mm. and in the in the current time she's sort of like controlling this whole government this secret government uh, um a secret government like department. unit department yeah. which deals with these uh, sensitive people and uh, <laughs> other, other situations like yeah. that and and the politics of of what she has to do as part of her job um, there's some people he works with at the bank. There's uh, some love interest. There's his mother. Yeah, I mean, but it, again, it is told from the point of view of one guy and his view of the world. Okay. And and how women fit in with him. Um, with him. With him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff with a previous girlfriend, which when you read about it, you're like, mm, I can see why he doesn't want to get involved in with women again. I mean, not from anything that he's done or the girlfriend has done, but yeah, it's a, okay. it's a, it's a very strange, a very strange situation there. Um, but no, just I think it's just a really well-rounded book. It's like a really good, fun book cool. of, a, of with science fiction. It's like a mix of science fiction and fantasy, mm -hmm. which I don't get very often. Yeah, you know, 
it's it's and it's really satisfying to read something where like even though there's magical things happening you're all the time you're thinking oh this isn't just magic which is happening randomly or because because magic because there's a magic system yeah. because it's got this science fictional alien invasion like the alien like slowly controlling more and more of the earth uh, of the you know of the biosphere or the you know that kind of stuff going on. Does it have any any like um, any roots with um, War of the Worlds? Because you know yeah, this oh, yeah. whole it's, thing. It, yeah, it it's, sounds very. It is. It is. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a war, but it it's is not. Certainly... A, it's not an alien invasion yeah. book. It's not a. It's not an, a war with aliens book. It's very much sort of like oh shit. Um, some alien turned up and the world has changed, but we're not really quite sure how it's changed or why it's changed or what the, this change is leading to. Yeah. Um, and there are different points where it's sort of like, oh yeah, there's definitely some things which are sort of like uh, analogies to, you know, climate change and yeah. other issues like okay. that. We're like, oh, if the world works together, we can solve this kind <laughs> of thing. Oh yeah, but it's not going to impact us. It's only going to impact... I think even at the end of the book, it's called, kind of called out a bit more directly. Like, oh yeah, if we just, uh, you know, if we work together, we can do this. But it's not really going to impact us. It's going to impact our, you know, our grandchildren. And uh, like, who really cares about the grandchildren? We'll yeah. be gone by then. So why even right. start worrying about this kind of stuff? You Brexit. Know? Yeah, well, that's not so much mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's kind of a bit more immediate. But that, like the whole climate change kind of thing, going, ah, yeah, well, the, you know, by like two... We, we two, currently even don't know what happens What happens to us now. Maybe it, uh, the alien... Yeah, maybe it'll be stuff fine. Will, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe it'll be fine like that. But then, you know, with, with different things and the, and the American isolationism mm. to get away from that kind of stuff is right there too. So anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I just really enjoyed it. It's okay. a really fun book. And I would suggest you read it. Okay. I'll give it four stars. Wow, that's good. No, it's a good book. Yeah. It's a good book. All right, like I've just put it here, like, look, uh, one to read. To read. Good stuff. There Um, we go. Rosewater is a town on the edge, a community formed around the edges of a mysterious alien biodome. Also, it says it's a trilogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Wormwood Trilogy. (laughs) Let me have a quick look on the next one. I think the next one is called sort of like Wormwood 2. Where is it? Wormwood Trilogy. Uh, Yeah, the next book is uh, The Rosewater Insurrection, expected publication 2019. In March. Yeah, in March. So I'll definitely read the next book. Oh, actually, I say I'll read the next book. But I kind of think this is it. Like, like why why should I... uh, so, I don't know. In, in like the trilogy kind of mindset, it reminds me a little bit of um, that um, uh, Vandermeer books. Yeah. These three, you Literally, know. I just looked at this this second book. Let me read this. <laughs> Teddy Tom's an innovative, genre-bonding, Afro-futurist <laughs> series, The Wormer Trilogy, is the perfect for fans of Jeff Vandermeer, N.K. Yeah. Jemison, William Gibson, yeah. and Anne Leckie. These, like, yeah. I, uh, the, the, um... yeah, the weirdness of this book is a bit, you know, Southern Reach. It is a bit, a bit, yeah. a bit And Jemison, I had that in my head yeah. with the, um, with, with that whole, like... Yeah, the uh, Broken Earth yes. trilogy. Yes, it, is, yeah. it has bits of those things in it, definitely. Um, and I actually like it because I realise that there is a love interest in this book. The second book is told is, is her story. Oh, so cool. I, that's actually going to be pretty in, uh, interesting. Right. Uh, the government agent Aminat, uh, the cool. lover of a tired sense of Caro, is at the forefront of, of the cold, silent conflict. All right. She must capture a woman who is key to the survival of the human race. Wow. Uh, yeah. Sounds fun. 
Well, yeah. give it a go. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe it can hold up throughout a whole trilogy. You know what? <laughs> I would I would like to think so because yeah. this this is one of those like first trilogies, very like very promising. But I've had the same thing even with the Broken Earth trilogy. I thought mm. the first book was amazing, one of the mm. best fantasy books mm. I've read, and the second one was okay, and the third mm. one was a bit dreary. Um, and also, uh, what was it like the Nine Fox Gambit? That yeah. uh, you know, Machineries <laughs> of Empire. I was like, oh, I wish it was the Nine Fox Gambit trilogy rather than the Machineries of Empire trilogy. Um, it, it it feels like one of those books where an author wrote, writes a book, yeah. um, publishes, self-publishes or whatever, yeah. and then a publisher finds it and says, okay, I give you a contract for three books. Yes. Make three books out of this. Yeah. And this feels give me a little two bit, more, please. This sounds a little bit like that. Oh, no, totally. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> you come in and you've got a book and they say, do you have any other books that we can have a look through? And they go, yeah, this one over here. And they're like, actually, give us more of this one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, so it is, it is always really uh, putting a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of pressure, but it, there, is, there is expectations to yeah. hold up. To... I, I totally see that. I totally understand why authors get sucked into these trilogy contracts. Yeah. And some of them just don't have a, a trilogy's worth of story in them. Yeah. You know, they might have a second book. Um, and then they have to spread the books out, like I think what happened with the with the Raven stratagem yeah. and the uh, and the like with whatever. all those other authors that I mentioned here, basically. Yeah. No, I think I think Jeff Vandermeer. I think that Annihilation. I think that whole series holds together really well. Yeah. But the first book is the best. Yes. And that's what a lot of these things come down to. There's very few of these books where you're like, oh, but it really kicks off in the second book. Yeah. You're like, man, the second book not quite there, and it really fades in the third. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe Wormwood is going to be the trilogy to break that. We and I do hopes. think it will help if they take a different viewpoint character. Yeah. Like, say, Aminat, who is one of the more interesting characters in the book. That's cool. Um, and, it, and it's her stuff. So yes, uh, check this out. Go over to um, audibletrial.com forward slash SFBRP and get a free trial audio, uh, Audible as an audiobook. Yes. Get this one. It's actually really good. Um, narrated by Bayo, uh, Bayo, uh, what's this? What is it? Uh, Gabad, Gabadamosi. Yes. I always feel so bad. What? Just not knowing... What? How, How to, pronounce to pronounce something things. which is like Gabadamosi. Gaba, That's probably it. Bio Gabadamosi. I could probably listen to the audiobook uh, like. It's probably re- said read, right As read by, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bio Gabadamosi. Gabadamosi. Um, anyway, that's it. Um, yeah, what else do I want to see? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And um, Goodreads. And Goodreads. Yeah, oh, that's a good thing. Let me have a oh, look. Oh, yeah, you wanted to say... Yes, that thank actually... you very much to the people who uh, did this, who recommended this book to me. Let me have a look here. Who who recommended it? Yeah, it was recently recommended. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, like just just a few months ago, someone said, "Hey, you should read this book." Um, I can't find it. It was right there. Yeah, I know. Oh, Luke, it was by Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, on October 19th. He says, Luke, I think you would enjoy reading and reviewing Rosewater by Taddy Thompson. It's an extraterrestrial <laughs> contact story set in future Nigeria. Does a lot with the setting. I just posted a non-spoilery review here on Goodreads. And someone else, and then David said, I just finished Rosewater and really loved it. So thank you, Ryan and David. Yeah, let's see what other people said here. Lindsay rated it four stars. Richly inventive science fiction with a remarkable sense of place with an alien invasion slash colonization set in Nigeria. Um, Terence Blake rated it four stars. Carlex rated it four stars. A very good bio cyberpunk novel. Yeah, I guess it is cyberpunk. Yeah, it is. Because it's got like the, you know... Um, Loading things into chips in your brain and that kind of stuff. So uh-huh. it is, there is a bit of that. Ryan rated it four stars, I enjoyed. Uh, Margaret rated it three stars. 
yeah, so it seems like it's a solid four-star book. Um, yeah, my, by, in the community reviews it says 3.9. Yeah, uh, yeah, 3.92. That's good. Never read a book which is below 3.7. Uh, but uh, this is like okay, solid four-star book. I don't think anyone could read this book and not come out of it at the end thinking, you know what, that's not going to be the greatest book ever. It's not going to win the awards, but that is a solid entry. Nice. That read. is a solid book, and I think cool. that's what it is. All right, that's it from me. Um, email me, luke at juggler.net, if you've got any uh, interesting questions. Um, don't send me books to review. Don't request me to review a book if you are a publisher or, a, or an author. Did you get that recently again? Yeah, people are like, hey, I really enjoy the podcast. Now, would you review this? I was like, if you enjoyed the podcast, you'd heard me say, don't send me these books. Like, if you're actually a listener, don't send me books to review if you're a publisher, a publicist, or an author. If you're not one of those things, you can send me your recommendations. Yeah, That's what I want. recommend the books on Goodreads. Yeah, Goodreads, That's SFBRP listener group. Uh, you can search for it there and uh, add to the, the thread, which has got 471 posts in it, books I would like to see reviewed, which I still think should be called books I would like to hear reviewed, but also books I would like to see reviewed. It's good. <laughs> That's it for me. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. I like that somebody says, New Romancer meets Star Wars. I'm not sure about Star Wars. <coughs> Star Wars is a bit weird. Oh, no, no, I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I just saw that down there as well. Someone said midichlorians, and I'm like, you know what? That kind of works. Yeah. Don't read all of these uh, um, reviews because no, some of them are a bit spoilerific. Yeah. Um, yeah, midi chlorians. I think I saw that, and when I flicked, when I was just scrolling through one of these reviews, because I quite like the idea. Well, I put it on my want to read list. Good stuff. Right, photo. Um, really not photogenic. This I think that's why the audio is louder now because you're you're because you've got this cold. You're recovering from the cold. Your voice is lower, yeah, and it's picking up more. So your yeah, yeah, voice yeah, yeah, is definitely. way louder. Definitely. And because I was drinking last night, my voice is like a bit more. Yeah. And so we both got lower voices this time. And it, it, oh, I haven't I stopped. I didn't press stop. Let me press oh. stop.